The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Did you know that relaxation is all in your mind? That's right. By applying various techniques of mindfulness, you can practice relaxation anywhere and anytime whether it's at home, work, or at play. Welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio with host Leah Brenda Smith. Our program is all about recovering your common sense. If you'd like to call into our program today, use our toll-free number 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd rather send an email, the address is leah at comebacktoyoursenses.com. Now, here's health and wellness specialist, Leah Brenda-Smith. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Leah Brenda-Smith, and thanks for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio on Voice America Variety and Project Freedom Radio Network. If you are looking for me on the Internet, you can find me at leahbrendasmith.com, on Facebook at uh, the radio show page, which is Come Back to Your Senses Radio, and my personal Facebook is Leah Brenda Smith. And um, I'm pleased today to bring this topic of inner peace. And just to start with a brief quote from the Dalai Lama, he says, Do not let the behavior of others destroy your inner peace. And so much throughout my life I have... I have heard that, really, that problem, if you like, from so many people that they feel that it's the influences of other people around them that they feel are disturbing their their inner peace or destroying their inner peace. And I think that if that's the case, then that tends to be the kind of situation where people think that it's other people that make them feel the way that they do or make them think the way they do or act the way they do. And... And truly, that's just not the case. People do what they do, and then you do what you do. People do and say what they do, and then you react the way that you react. So, for everyone, no matter where you are in your journey with peace, in your journey with inner peace, and where we are in the world with the ideas of peace and the ideal of peace, there's always room to go deeper. There's always room to grow. And um, I welcome you to relax and um, uh, go to that place of stillness within. And, and as we're sharing the information today, you can start to cultivate that inner peace that everybody's looking for all the time, throughout all of time. And, you know, we have these um, images of people sitting on a mountain, you know, the idea of people sitting on the top of the mountain in meditation, when one thinks of that experience of inner peace, you know, or bliss or enlightenment, and there's certainly no doubt, there are those who walked before us on the earth who attained states of profound inner peace 
through the practice of sitting on a mountain. Sitting on that mountaintop in deep meditation, perhaps sitting there for days or weeks at a time, uh, perhaps while fasting, and, and spending their time in deep prayer and or in deep meditation. You know, and in the modern world, there's easy access to various forms of meditation and prayer and yoga and really a very diverse array of spiritual practices from, from various cultures around the world. And some of the approaches are, have a religious base to them and some don't. And some approaches are based on ancient texts and some aren't. But really, regardless of how or where you seek out or coincidentally come across the information, more and more individuals are able to access deep states of peace, deep inner peace, just really through their own experience of surrendering to the very peace that they seek. Imagine that, actually. For some people, that is um, the greatest key to open the doorway, is to recognize that surrendering to the very peace that they seek is the answer that they're looking for. You know, quieting quieting the mind through whatever means is certainly a highly recommended daily occurrence. In fact, we would maybe like to do this any time we can throughout the day, throughout every day, through all time. And there's no real right way, no one right way to achieve this. Now, there are certain practices that are designed to transcend, if you like, the physical parameters of, you know, our three-dimensional world that's really bound up in time and space. And there are practices that can transport you, if you like, into the gap or into a deep oasis. And meditation and prayer and yoga are just a few of those practices. But they're not the only opportunities that are available to humanity in the pursuit of inner peace. Now, many people seek out this experience of inner calm and being, if you like, elevated into the alpha, the theta, and the delta brainwave patterns. Because those states, those brain states, are really synonymous with inner peace. And it can be achieved even through simple gestures of kindness or through acts of service to others. And not really on a daily basis, people seek out peace in some way through their experience with the natural world. This could be from walking in the woods. (laughs) Some folks like that drifting, that, that timeless sense of being near the water or tending to plants in the yard or in the garden, gazing at the moon even, or soaking in the sun, listening to sounds of nature, or even listening to the tones of soothing music. For some people, it can be as simple as stretching out on the couch and closing your eyes for 10 minutes. 
or cuddling up with your cat or dog, your child or your partner. The list really of possibilities is really, it's very far-reaching. And all of these activities, they provide an opportunity to enter the stillness, to embrace that exquisite beauty of inner peace. And these experiences can create an opening that all people are able to move through. Everyone can enter a doorway into the divine. And this can happen in a moment, just in a moment, by connecting with the divinity within yourself. That is a doorway to the greater experience of oneness. And witness consciousness or being mindful, being able really to watch the mind and watch the emotions, to watch the activity and the flow of the mind and the feelings. I've been musing really about this lately. And really, really cognizing that reality that our thoughts and our feelings are so transient. And I think that when I was younger, I certainly placed more significance and more emphasis on my thoughts and on my feelings. And um, as I have matured and gone more deeply into my own spiritual practices, and now I'm thinking and musing, hmm, our thoughts and our feelings are so transient. It doesn't seem to make too much sense to put to make them so terribly significant. And we all know that thoughts are always coming into the mind. That's just part of the innate nature of the mind, to produce thoughts. And so thoughts are always there. Thoughts are always coming into the mind, and thoughts are always moving out of the mind. And emotions are always there. Emotions... In essence, you could think of that as energy in motion, energy moving through you in the form of emotion. But it's really, it's it's when we take exception to the emotions in some way, and we hold on to them. Sometimes we hold on to them because they're pleasant. And they can be, oh, so very pleasing so pleasing to the senses that we want to hold on to them. We want to savor, savor the sensations and and hope really that they will be everlasting and that they will endure. And other times the emotions are not so pleasing and you may wish to uh, disregard them entirely. So in the experience of rejecting them or resisting them, or the lack of acceptance of the emotion, it really, it inhibits that free-flowing nature of the energy, and we can remain burdened with the feeling in some way. Because of a lack of acceptance, or a resistance to it. Watching, being the witness, watching is a high state of awareness. You know, watching the mind, watching the emotions. 
I found that from this vantage point of the witness, there can be this automatic understanding that you have thoughts, yet you are not your thoughts. You have emotions, yet you are not your emotions. And so often it's really the identification with the thoughts and the identification with the emotions that interrupt your natural connection to inner peace. And if people are associating with their thoughts and their feelings from a place of identifying that that's who they are, there can be a lot of um, a lot of domino effect, if you like, by having uh, shame and guilt and blame and all kinds of uncomfortability and creating stress and tension inside because of the thoughts that you may have about the thoughts that you may have when you identify yourself as being your thoughts or identify yourself as being your emotions. And the Dalai Lama said that we have a a largely materialistic lifestyle that's characterized by a materialistic culture. But this only provides us with temporary sensory satisfaction. But long-term satisfaction is not based just on the senses, but on the mind. And that's where real tranquility is to be found. And peace of mind turns out to be a significant factor in our physical health as well. And even those of us that don't have a particular physical problem that we're dealing with on a regular basis, we certainly have the experience of knowing the difference between how we feel inside depending on what the focus is on the mind. And that our thinking really does affect how it is that we're feeling. And over time, with thinking and lots of worrying and lots of stress and a lot of um, content that is more negative in nature, it has stress on the immune system, it lowers your vibration, it lowers your energy, and this um, is in some situations what creates uh, physical problems in the body. And inner peace is generally generally referred to as a state of mental and spiritual harmony. Yet the experience doesn't necessarily match the mythology that we have about enlightenment. You know, the mythology where one thinks that enlightenment is a state that you attain after sitting on that mountain for many years. And once you experience enlightenment, that you remain in that state forever and ever. Yet inner peace is not a static state. For that matter, really nothing is a static state. Goenka, a a Vipassana meditation uh, master, suggests that the only constant really is change. And he used that word anicca, 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 which means change. And change is that great constant, if you like, in the universe. The technique of Vipassana 
which means to see things as they really are, is one of India's most ancient techniques of meditation. And it was rediscovered by the Buddha in the mid by the Buddha. And for myself in the mid-80s, I attended a 10-day Vipassana silent meditation retreat. It was a retreat that was developed by Goenka. And the, the whole point of the meditation was to sit in silence and observe the sensations. So to observe the thoughts, observe the body sensations, and to observe the emotions. The whole ten days of the meditation, it was just that, just to observe things. Observe everything the way that it is. Not attaching any meaning to the experience. And the thoughts come and go. The body sensations intensify and subside. The emotions come and go. And the whole focus is just to remain Remain in the stillness, observing and letting go. Observing and letting go. Now, there are certainly times when we experience, if you like, successive moments of peace. This is not a static state of peace, but successive or sequential moments of peace all strung together, which can certainly give the impression of it being a continual or perpetual state of inner peace. And I would suggest also that inner peace is certainly easier to return to once you are in the habit of experiencing it. You know, some people approach the subject of inner peace with the idea that peace is a natural state or pieces are home base, if you like. So when you notice yourself not in alignment with the experience of inner peace, then the idea would be to take whatever action is necessary in order to return yourself to that natural state of peace. And often people who develop sufficient self-awareness are able to maintain, you know, a good degree of inner balance, even during times of stress. And certainly peace of mind is generally associated with happiness, you know, and associated with contentment. And often also is synonymous with being healthy. Now, I mentioned earlier that in some cultures, inner peace is referred to as a high state of consciousness or enlightenment that is attained through practices like prayer, meditation, and yoga. And many spiritual teachings suggest that inner peace is a path that you create for yourself through the experience of self-knowledge. So it seems that the more you develop your sense of self, the more you develop an inner atmosphere of peace. And the more developed your atmosphere of inner peace, the more naturally you can extend that energy of 
peace to include your family, your friends, your co-workers in the communities that you're involved with. And all of this really creates a wave of peace in the world. So every moment of peace that you experience creates a ripple effect of peace in the atmosphere around you and out into the world. And you know, it has become um, much more common these last decades, these last few decades, for people to, on purpose, (laughs) um, gather uh, before it was just in um, live uh, venue uh, opportunities. And now there's so much of that that happens on the Internet through teleseminars and world conferences on the Internet where you have tens of thousands and thousands of people all gathered with us with the same focus, all focusing on the ideas of peace, the ideas of love and compassion. And uh, even um, concerts, I attended a, a concert the other night, uh, a chanting really opportunity that was um, a good example of what I'm talking about where people come together in the name of peace and to send that energy out to the world as a natural expression of an action towards a peaceful planet inhabited by a loving population, which is certainly very high up on my, my list, on my list of life purpose. So I encourage all of us to recognize that even when there um, are not those opportunities, so in between opportunities of being able to gather with other like-minded beings, in the name of peace, that any moment of peace you experience is a contribution to the peace in the world that is sending that ripple effect out. And certainly, slowing down can have a huge impact on your experience of peace. You know, all too often... People are rushing through things to get to the next activity or the next commitment or the next responsibility. And in that kind of a rushed pace, there's not a lot of room for peace. Peace certainly comes from settling into the moment. Peace comes from being fully present with whatever activity. It doesn't matter what activity it is. And often we miss out on the peace in life because we're trying to accomplish too many things in too short a time frame. There is great wisdom in that saying, stop and smell the roses, which is actually a variant on a similar saying, stop and smell the flowers, which is actually a misquote of advice from the golfer, Walter Hagen. And that appeared in a book in 1956, the book uh, Walter Hagen's Story. The uh, passage actually reads, You're only here for a short visit. Don't hurry. Don't worry. And be sure to smell the flowers along the way. And it's interesting. I encourage you to to uh, really take note. 
the flowers are there whether you see them or not. And the flowers are there whether you smell them or not. And the flowers are certainly not dependent on you seeing them and or smelling them in order to exist. Yet, your own existence can be markedly changed when you take the time to smell the flowers along the way. Taking the time. Hmm. I just want to share with you some uh, remarks actually from Gandhi. Uh, He certainly in, in these modern times would seem like a man from a different time. Yet his uh, messages are as uh, relevant today as they, as they ever were. And perhaps as they ever will be. And one of his comments is that the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. He says, when I admire the wonders of the sunset or the beauty of the moon, my soul expands in the worship of the Creator. And I particularly like this one. It can be simple if you can find your way to follow it. And often the way to follow it really just requires letting go of the extra thoughts that you might have about it. So happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony. And Gandhi encourages us to realize that if, we, if we're really to teach real peace in the world, and if we're to carry on really that, that, if you like, he called it the real war against war, then we have to begin with the children. So if we want to teach real peace in the world, we have to begin with the children. And he says, I look to the good qualities of men, not being faultless myself. I won't pressure to probe into the faults of others. That can be so liberating for people. You know, it's easy to look outside of yourself or to look at other people, the way they're living, what they're doing, what they're saying, the way they're acting, and look at faults in that. Not always thinking that people are doing the best that they can with what it is that they have. But to understand, I love what he says, that not being faultless myself, I won't pressure to probe into the faults of others. That can be very liberating for everyone. And he says that there is sufficiency in the world for man's needs, but not for man's greeds. No, it's easy enough to be friendly to one's friends, but to befriend the one who regards himself as your enemy is the quintessence of true religion. The other is just business, he says. And I often hear people speak about um, 
You must be the change that you wish to see in the world. And that is the way, on an individual level, that all change begins. (laughs) And some would suggest that the beginning and the middle and the end of all change is what happens on an individual level. You know, it seems that our society continues to grow and grow more complex. And within that, for some people, finding peace can be like really trying to find, you know, that uh, uh, water in the desert, if you like. You know, we all have busy lives and various kinds of stress and demands that come, come along for the ride. I'm going to suggest here some methods that that may help you to increase your experience of inner peace while you go through those routines of daily life. And I mentioned already um, uh, the sense of accepting what is. You know, there's only so much influence that we can have over things. And it's helpful to know what you can't change. Because there are things that we cannot influence no matter what we do. And I notice a lot of people, and myself included sometimes, we focus on things that we don't have any control over. And then it always, you know, there's that question, you know, why worry when um, all the worrying won't change the situation? You know, why worry about what other people think when you don't even ever really actually know what they're thinking? So this practice of accepting what is that you cannot change, you can automatically relieve yourself from so much stress and anxiety. And then taking this approach of accepting what is really follows a path towards peace. And meditation, you know, if you don't meditate, you're missing out on a very important activity, uh, something that is so, as some would say, essential. Even 20 minutes of meditation a day can really have a very, very positive impact. Now, we often um, have a lot on our mind and we can be disturbed by our thoughts and meditation can help us to go into that stillness and into the peace. For some, they can sit back and close their eyes and clear their mind and focus on the emptiness. But if you have trouble meditating... It could be that it's just because you haven't had a meditation teacher. And if you'd like, you could check out uh, the Deborah King Center, DebraKingCenter.com. If you go there and just click on, there's a link that says Learn to Meditate. And Deborah has um, uh, an approach that she takes people through. It's a mantra-based meditation that's really easy to learn, and it's simple to practice, and it can be really, really effective. So I know there's lots of you that are meditating and have been meditating for a long time and maybe have tried various types of meditation even throughout your your uh, path. And there's other folks that I often hear, they say, I tried to meditate and I can't. My mind's never quiet. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. So... Check it out, DebraKingCenter.com. I'm suggesting that one. I've done some um, meditations with uh, with Deborah that uh, are fantastic. She'll give you your, your mantra and you can get started right away. It's very easy. And it's a self-correcting practice. You just need to do it. So if you're having trouble, 
there's a good resource for you. You know, another great approach is that spending time in nature. You know, so much of the time people are in buildings. And it's, it's more natural for us to be in nature, and that's why it feels so good. You know, it can be so peaceful to walk in the park or go for a, a bike ride or go on a trail in the forest or even just watching the wind blowing through the branches of the trees can really bring so much peace. So especially those times when you're feeling really overwhelmed, you know, take a walk outside and enjoy the sights and the sounds and the smells and the peace that's there, you know, when we connect, when we connect with nature. And smiling, do you imagine that? You know, whenever you're smiling or laughing, or I often have a little tune that I'm singing, you know, uh, as I go through my day or go through life. And, and uh, often interesting things happen. I find when you're in that state, you're in a state of openness. And, and it lends itself for having wonderful little impromptu connections with people out in the world. And aside from that, it does something very good on a chemical level that helps us to feel better as well. And it can also stop the stress and negativity from entering. You know, a simple smile just can make such a difference. Let me try that next time when you're faced with an obstacle. You know, people say, look for the silver lining, you know, look for the blessing in whatever's going on. And I know for myself, laughing at myself helps a lot. And people, you know, peace can really find a way to be there in your life so much more easily when you smile. Sometimes people have the difficulty that they're they're thinking inwardly too much, you know, and they're consumed with their own problems or they can't see things. They've lost their perspective. Sometimes it's really good to remind ourselves of the bigger picture, you know, and how big the world is. You imagine really learning about, reading about another country or other cultures can help really to give that broader perspective. Because there are times when we get, you know, so insular and so thinking that the world revolves around us. So you want to look, look beyond yourself. And that can be really important, an important ingredient to finding that uh, inner peace. And caring about other people. You know, when you genuinely care about others, goodness just comes from that. It comes right to the forefront of your life. And that can go a long way in establishing inner peace. And it doesn't matter if the people are, you know, friends or family, people close to you, or just people, strangers, if you like, that you meet out on the street. Any act of kindness and goodwill really increases peace or eases, if you like, your way towards peace. Because there's always great peace and wisdom in thinking and caring about other people. And some are great, great subscribers to the idea that we should never lose hope. Some would suggest that it's something that you can never afford to live without. And with hope, there's always that path towards peace. And it's true, when you feel overwhelmed, it's easy to lose sight of that. 
You know, even on a rainy day, we forget that the sun is still there shining, (laughs) shining behind the clouds. And there can be great peace in just affirming to yourself that everything will be okay or that saying, you know, this too shall pass. So peace and hope, hope can play a great role in returning you to a sense of peace. You know, just knowing that whatever's going on is temporary and that it shall pass and that you can be returned to a place where everything feels more in balance. And really embracing your faith, whatever your faith is, is a path to peace. Now, research shows that people that are deeply devoted to their faith have a higher life expectancy, and they're also less likely to um, become uh, have health issues. And it's suggested that the reason for this is because they experience more inner peace, that there's a peace and contentment that comes from uh, practicing one's faith, and that this is a great component in increasing the quality of your life. And then we often hear people talking about you're never too old to learn, right? Accepting that we don't know everything is a great a great step towards achieving peace. You don't need to have to know everything then as well. There can be great joy in learning all kinds of things. You know, accepting that life is a great experiment, if you like, a great journey, a never-ending journey of learning and discovery can bring you closer to that experience of peace and living in the present moment. Now, when we're worrying, it's related to the past, related to the future. It could be, but living in the present moment There is a freedom from the past and a freedom from the future. Bob Proctor says that, uh, you know, change is inevitable, but personal growth is a choice. It's good to remember that. Personal growth is a choice. Hmm. Personal growth is a choice. You know, finding peace... Finding peace within yourself is a, is a wonderful, wonderful pursuit. And, you know, sometimes it's not easy because people can tend to be looking in the wrong places. And here's some timeless thoughts, really, to help. It can help guide you into the right direction and help you to develop that inner peace. And the first one is simplicity. Here's a little quote from Peace Pilgrim, The Simplification of Life is one of the steps to inner peace. So that persistent simplification will create an inner and an outer well-being that places harmony in one's life. So simplify, simplify. And um, uh, I think that if you take some personal inventory, you'll know yourself, what are the areas, where do you need to simplify? You know, we can all be a little different about that. And acceptance. 
you know, acceptance of others, their looks, their behaviors, their beliefs. This can really bring you an inner peace and tranquility instead of, you know, that sense of anger and resentment that can happen when we are critical and judgmental. And to forgive, forgiveness. Here's a quote from Gerald Jampolsky. It says that inner peace can be reached only when we practice forgiveness. Forgiveness, that sense of letting go of the past, and is therefore the means of correcting our misconceptions. Right, letting go of the past is a means of correcting our misconceptions, our misperceptions of ourselves and of others. And then do what you enjoy. It's that saying, you know, do what you enjoy and you'll never work a day in your life. But Roger Kara says that never continue in a job that you don't enjoy. So if you're happy in what you're doing, you'll like yourself. You'll have inner peace. And if you have inner peace, if you have that, you'll also have physical health. And you'll have more success than you could have possibly imagined. And then here's an idea. The idea is to be careful with your inner peace. St. Francis de Sales says, never been in a hurry. Do everything quietly and in a calm spirit. Do not lose your inner peace for anything whatsoever. So even if your whole world seems upset, I encourage you to try using these tips. Simplify, accept, forgive, do what you enjoy. And take care of your inner peace. These will all help you to stay focused in the moment. And they're simple guidelines that can help you to experience more inner peace. Now, peace is available, not only during the days when things are going as planned, but also during times when your world seems uh, upside down, if you like, and things maybe are very challenging. During these days, inner peace will be very a very useful ingredient to help you make good decisions. Good decisions to get things done. So be wise and stay calm. And take care of yourself by promoting inner peace. You can take care of yourself. Imagine that. There are lots of, lots of, lots of us that have spent a lot, a lot, a lot of time taking care of other people and really <laughs> um, are not as well versed in taking care of the self. So it's good to remember to be in that practice. It's a good path to peace is caring for the self. You know, stay calm and take care of yourself and that can help create that deeper levels of inner peace. You know, sometimes people have a reflex reaction from life, from earlier times, where, you know, that feeling of waiting for the other shoe to drop, or just a misconception about the troubles just around the corner or something. So 
if you can be mindful of that kind of thinking and let go of that kind of thinking, then that can, um, that can really help a lot. can really help you a lot in being able to just relax, to stay calm and to do things in a, in a gentle way as you care for yourself. You know, people find um, peace of mind and enjoyment in life through rituals. And certainly, you know, the spiritual practices with the meditations and prayers and different rituals, people practicing rituals. And really a ritual, rituals are conscious, intentional activities that you can incorporate into your daily life. And they're really there, the purpose of them is to help you to reconnect with yourself, right? Now, we've all noticed how tiring it can be to think about and to worry about people and things and focused on all outside of yourself that way with concern. But rituals really, rituals is a good reminder to go within. And from within you can receive answers to your questions. And there's a source of inspiration within. There is significant and sufficient creativity and intelligence to help you solve any of your challenges from going within. And there is a kind of peace of mind that can seem so elusive, really, in the midst of the demands of life. You know, your boss and your kids and your spouse and your parents and your friends and paying the bills and all of this. But ritual can help you to manage your time and to ensure that the parts of your life that are most important to you really get your attention. And ritual can help you to manage your energy. So you think without rest, your activities will be ineffective. So when you incorporate rituals that give you time for rest or time to rejuvenate your energy, then it can really provide the basis for success in the other parts of your life and help you to achieve that peace of mind. You know, I like to remind people that whatever you do when you're in the experience of meditation or prayer or yoga or any of these other practices that are about promoting peace, it's not just about the time. In fact, it's not at all about just the time of sitting and doing the meditation or being involved in the prayer practice or being involved with the, the yoga or tai chi or whatever it is that you're doing. That really it's, it's about how those times of stillness and peace and inner replenishment and rejuvenation can assist you then during the times when you are involved in all the other activities of life so that there can be that sense of peace in your interactions with people, that sense of peace pervading when you're doing whatever work it is that you do and in your time also in your rec leisure activities. You know, sometimes people are so tired out from their uh, working life that um, they don't have much energy to really engage in rec leisure activities. So you want to encourage that growth and development of peace, of inner peace. 
Yeah, so rituals can help you manage your time, and they can help you manage your energy, and definitely help you to manage your thinking. You know, the uh, Maharishi Mahash Yogi, he, um, he who is really the, the founder of the um, TM approach, Transcendental Meditation approach to, to, uh, to meditation, mantra-based meditation, He says that what you put your attention on grows stronger in your life. Whatever you put your attention on is going to grow stronger. And your rituals keep your attention focused on the good things in your life. So as a result, you discover that more and more good seems to come to you. And you're more able to relax and enjoy your life from that experience of focusing on putting your attention on growing that sense of inner peace. You know, Byron Katie is known to say that there are no physical problems, only mental ones. She says, like, you're so powerful that your thinking can transform the worst experience into a great one, or the best experience into total misery. So I encourage you, for those of you that, that, are, that have difficulty um, with the thoughts in your mind, that you find that that's what's disturbing your inner peace, is uh, chasing the thoughts, believing the thoughts. That Byron Katie's work, it's called The Work, um, is a simple process of investigating the thoughts that cause you pain and unhappiness. You know, her focus is all on uh, helping you to go through a process where you're actually questioning the thoughts. Because lots of times we're believing the thoughts and we are um, making decisions based on these thoughts, yet the thoughts we're having are not necessarily based on what's true. So I encourage you, those of you that are looking for something and need that kind of support or that kind of help, just go to Byron Katie, the work, find her on the internet. And um, there's lots of um, uh, video clips of her actually taking people through processes with the work, and it gives you a good opportunity to really learn what it's about by seeing it in action and how it is that even starting to question, and as we talked about in the beginning of the program today, that whole idea of witness consciousness, watching the thoughts, watching the feelings, being the witness, uh, can really give you that personal space that you need in order to be able to sit in a place of stillness or a place of peace, to understand that there is so much that does go through our mind that is just random. You know, our thinking can be so random, based on little bits of this and that, little bits of conversation, little bits of conditioning, things your school teacher said to you, stuff you read in a book, something you saw on a TV show, that there is that level of thinking, there is that kind of thinking that goes on all the time, and sometimes it's in the background, like the radio station that's on quietly. And sometimes it's in the fore, forefront and you can't actually um, 
even find a clear thought in the mumble and the jumble of the disjointed thinking. So the part where it becomes more problematic for people is when you find that your thoughts are causing you pain and unhappiness. If you're not being affected, affected in a, in a uh, negative or unpleasant way by your thoughts, then obviously you're not having a problem with your thoughts. But for some people, the thoughts cause pain and unhappiness. And so I encourage you, as I said, go and check out Byron Katie's work. It can be really, um, really helpful for you. It may just be what you're looking for. You know, inner peace can be as close as or no farther away than really closing your eyes and going within. And rituals, rituals can help you find your way effortlessly. They can give a continuity and a stability to your life and to your path and your pursuit of peace, which can be really... um, Exactly, exactly what you need. In times of, in times of stress, <laughs> don't distress. You know, meditation is um, certainly touted as the number one most effective uh, means of being able to, uh, if you like, come back to your senses, come back into the true essence of who it is that you are and gain the perspective that you need to move forward with whatever it is that you, um, that you do in your life. And it's not difficult to learn. As I mentioned, DebraKingCenter.com, there's a really, really simple um, approach that Deborah takes, and she can have you uh, meditating in no time. Within a day, you'll be able to sit and meditate and find an effective way of being able to Start to walk that path of peace within yourself. It can be just exactly what you might be looking for. Peace, peace of mind. So just some little tips here to help you. Being patient, you know, inner peace is developed over time and it fluctuates, we fluctuate throughout the day. And you want to find times, natural times in your day to to really focus on soothing and replenishing your spirit, having those times to be quiet, to be still, to rest, to go inward, whether it's a nap or a meditation, opportunities to cleanse yourself, if you like, of, of the worries and the stress. And keeping things simple, you know, sometimes we're just trying to do everything at once, but there's no need to rush, to rush into things and to rush to do things. It really has a huge impact on the quality of your life. So being present in the moment, experience the moment. And trying not to judge or prejudge, to be open to your experiences and let go of your biases and your expectations from being happy. You know, taking the time to do things that make you happy and not just to do things that you have to do. Take the time to be happy. And to have pride 
to feel good about your accomplishments and to take the time to discover who you are. You know, the path of peace is a choice and it, and it is a path of self-discovery. And being content. You know, find contentment with who you are. Peace, great peace comes from liking yourself and accepting yourself. And take responsibility. You know, be the first one to point out when you know you've made a mistake or you've had a, a lack of judgment, an error in judgment. And being pleasant, you imagine, being kind just warms your heart and warms everyone around you. You know, and see the beauty. See the beauty around you. And be, be optimistic. Remain open to the world around you. When you're open to the world around you, the world around you opens to you. There's no doubt about that. So we want to remember that experience, the atmosphere of inner peace, is you live from that place of inner peace, then that's the energy that comes off of you. That's the atmosphere around you. And when you have an atmosphere of inner peace, there's an atmosphere of outer peace, and that naturally flows to your family, to your friends, to your co-workers, to your community. Like the pebbles in the pond of peace sending ripples out into the world. Now be that change that you want to see in the world. There's, there's great, a great opportunity for anyone and everyone. The path of peace is available to everyone. It does not discriminate. And it is a path that you choose. Self-discovery is a path that you choose. I thank you so much for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio, and I hope that you've picked up some tips that can help you to go more deeply into the stillness, into your own experience of inner peace. So thanks for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio on Voice America Variety, and until next time, I am your ever-grateful host, Leah Brenda Smith, and I encourage you to relax and enjoy life. We hope you've enjoyed our program today and perhaps have found some new techniques that you can apply to your daily life. Thank you for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. Please join Leah Brenda Smith again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week. We'll be right back.